Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to sixty speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com/ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and/or driving conditions. Always drive safely. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, this is the spoken edition of Wired. Presented by the Salvation Army. Join the fight for good and donate by saying, "Alexa, make a donation." If you're listening on Alexa. Or go to SalvationArmyUSA.org to make a gift. Here's how fast that jumping Tesla was traveling, by Rhett Alain. One of my part-time jobs is as an internet investigator. When crazy things happen, people want to know more about that crazy thing. In this case, the crazy thing is a Tesla driving super fast over a railroad crossing. It's going so fast that the car gets airborne before eventually losing control. Fortunately, it doesn't seem like anyone was seriously injured, and it is also fortunate that a security camera caught this motion on video. Boom! Now for some questions: How fast was the car traveling? Normally, when I need to find the velocity of an object in a video, I just use my typical video analysis techniques in which I mark the position of the object in each frame. That won't really work in this case for two reasons. First, the car is much farther away at the beginning of the motion than it is in the middle of the action. Since its distance from the camera changes, its angular size also changes. There is a way to take into account this changing angular size, but it's not trivial. The second problem is the wide-angle lens of the security camera. Angular sizes for different parts of the video are not true to life. Again, there is a correction for this, but it's complicated. So, for this jumping Tesla example, I'm going to find the velocity with a slightly different method. Instead of marking the position of the car in each frame, I'll just look at two points in space. If I know the distance between these two points and the time it takes the car to move, I can get the average horizontal velocity, change in position divided by change in time. Fortunately, someone in this particular article describing the event includes the exact location in Google Maps. Now I just need to find recognizable spots in the video that relate to the map. The distance from the railroad tracks to the signs in the road is about 35.7 meters. Using tracker video analysis, I can get values for the times at these two points with a time interval of 0.801 seconds. Assuming the first part of the video plays in real time, with these two values, I can calculate the velocity. The velocity I come up with is 44.6 meters per second. Just for comparison, a speed of 44.6 meters per second would be equal to 99.8 miles per hour. Damn, that's quite speedy. 
and most likely above the posted speed limit, but I'm just guessing there. Quick Homer question? Based on the map, there is a section of straight road before the railroad track with a length of about one kilometer. What minimum acceleration would this car need to reach the jumping speed in that distance? How steep is the road before the track? Consider the road in front of the track to be like a ramp, which I guess it is. Once the car leaves this part of the road, it is just like a projectile with some initial velocity launched at some angle. The inclination of the road. Yes, I am ignoring air resistance. I don't know the angle, and I don't know the launch velocity. I only know the horizontal velocity. If I knew the initial vertical velocity also, I could use these two to find the total velocity and the launch angle. So I just need the initial vertical velocity. The nice thing about projectile motion without air resistance is that the vertical motion is independent from the horizontal motion. In the vertical direction, I just have a car that is moving up and then back down with a constant acceleration of 9.8 meters per second squared, the acceleration of a free-falling object. What if the car starts and ends at the same height? Luckily, I already know this time from the speed analysis. It's just a matter of solving for the y velocity, for which I get 3.9 meters per second. Using this with the horizontal velocity, I get a launch angle of about 5 degrees. That seems reasonable. Oh, I can also calculate the total launch velocity now with a value of 44.7 meters per second, which is basically the same as before, since it's launched at such a low angle. Okay, one more homework question. Make a numerical model for the motion of this jumping car that includes air drag. You can use the motion of a soccer ball with air to get you started. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.